Welcome to Ben. Blockchain Education Network. The largest and longest running network of students, alumni, and professors excited about blockchain across the world. A podcast for students by students, sharing their vision that anyone, regardless of wherever they are in the world, will be able to use blockchain as a vehicle to create wealth for themselves and their communities. This is Ben. The Blockchain Education Network. Hey guys, my name is Ishika. I'll be your host today for the Ben podcast. Today we have Brantley, who is the Director of Operations at ENS. Yeah, Brantley, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, Ishika, great chatting with you. As you said, yeah, I'm Director of Operations at the Ethereum Name Service. I've been there since January 2019. ENS, though launched in the spring of 2017, so it's been around a long time. Before that, I did various other smaller projects in the crypto space. And before that, I even was studying philosophy and theology. So I've done a lot of different things. Awesome. Great. So let's just dive into the first question. Generally, how did you get into blockchain and why did you choose to work for you? So I first heard about Bitcoin in early 2013. At least that's the first like memory I have of it. And I started following it that whole year. That was an incredible bull market year. People tend to come in during bull markets. So like in 2013, then 2017, now in 2021, that's usually when, you know, hits the news, there's excitement, new people come in. And then, of course, then there was, the, there's always a multi-year bear market, you know, market winter following, following that, the bull market. I, I'd say it was 2015, though, that I got like really into it, like a full-time passion. So I was doing other work. Something clicked in my mind in early 2015. I became uh, very inspired by Bitcoin. I remember when Ethereum launched that summer, I, I will admit I didn't really get it at first. And in early 2016, there was the DAO. I don't know if you or the listeners remember that. That was the very first DAO and it crashed and burned terribly. Right. And it led to the creation of Ethereum Classic. And that's a little story. That was fun. But that was actually when I got my first Ether so I could get into that. In 2017, I did this website called Flipping Watch, which was kind of popular at the time. It was just tracking metrics. Ethereum actually came very close to flipping Bitcoin in summer uh, 2017, it got 85% of the way there. And many people people thought like it was going to happen. It didn't happen. It became the floppening. That was the big joke. I did some other smaller things in 2018. But then, yeah, in January 2019, I joined ENS. And it's been a wild ride since then. Awesome. Yeah. So for, you know, the audience who don't doesn't know what ENS is, could you just describe what ENS does? And I'm sure most of them know what DNS is. Could you, like, compare and contrast what DNS is versus ENS? Yes. So ENS... Right, stands for Ethereum Name Service, and it's it's a naming system. And I'll, I'll maybe I'll explain this way. There are two types of names on ENS. So there are .eth names. So maybe on Twitter, you know, you've seen it. Like I'm Brantley.eth, and there's you know Alicia.eth, and Nick.eth, and tons of people with their .eth names on their Twitter. Those names are native to ENS. They only exist on ENS. They don't exist on the traditional. They have the full benefits of being blockchain native with full self custody and censorship resistance, and you know, etc. But then we also have this really cool system where we allow people to import in DNS names they already own. So like I own bcmilligan.com on traditional DNS. I have imported that into ENS. So I have bcmilligan.com on ENS. It's not .eth, it's .com. So you can have any DNS name also on ENS. That's really powerful. So those are the two types of names that we have. Then on the, the use case side, I would say first, ENS is it's open, it's extensible, and it can do just about, you know, a wide range of things. But there are three main use cases. The first is it's your portable Web3 username and profile. 
So I won't explain the, the technical stuff, but basically you can, when you connect to a DAP, it can grab your ENS name and show that as your username and even grab profile information and show that. And this works, you know, like on OpenSea, will default to your ENS name as your profile uh, username. On Uniswap, on Snapshot, on Showtime, on CryptoVoxels, I mean, tons of places have this. And I think that's really exciting. That is sort of this flip from Web2 where each service you have a username, where that's like siloed on that service. On Web3, you own your username and profile and you bring that to each service. So that's the first use case. The second use case is simplified crypto payments. So you can store not only an Ethereum address, but a Bitcoin address, Dogecoin address, you know, any cryptocurrency address. And then you can receive payments with that address. So for example, you know, you can send Dogecoin to bcmilligan.com and it's using ENS on Ethereum in the background. So that's like, I think, really powerful. The third major use case is decentralized websites. So you can uh, store your files on something like IPFS or we put it in the content record for your ENS name. And this actually has native support in Brave, in Opera, in the MetaMask plugin, if you have that in your browser. And then also we have a couple gateway services. So like if you just add .link or .limo, to a .eth name, it will resolve like a normal website in a browser if it doesn't already support it. Anyway, yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah, I know. That was great. So kind of like going off of the personal use case of ENS. So I know like the biggest thing with crypto wallets is that, you know, these wallets are mostly anonymous. You don't know the identity behind a wallet address, right? So I actually own ishika.eth. So, oh, but congratulations. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, but I... Is that a common name? No, I don't think world? so. Okay. Yeah, see, same thing with Brantley.eth. There's not many Brantley, so it's easy for me to get it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, no. Not many Ishikas in this space, but... <laughs> yeah, so I realized that once I owned ishika.eth, people can see my transactions, and that is linked to my identity. So Correct. from realizing that, I started using ishika.eth as a burner kind of thing where people can just send me stuff instead of me actually doing transactions with it. So I feel like a lot of the, you know blockchain users with that in mind like how do you guys kind of position yourselves to address an audience like that and yeah like i wanted to understand how you guys position yourselves with this in mind yeah so privacy you're right everything you said is correct so privacy is sort of like a, a problem with blockchains in general i would mm -hmm. say and i would say ens is not attempting to solve the privacy problem although there are some projects out there that are that maybe could be mixed with ens or something you know to combine to fix this problem, but it's a hard problem to solve. Yeah, what, what I recommend is sort of exactly what you're doing, which is, especially if your ENS name is like your actual name, that's like your public accounts, and it's just stuff you're okay with being publicly known. You can put that on your Twitter, you know, show off your crypto punk or something, but then you should have at least one, maybe more, you know, private accounts. Right that are separate, that's like your main stash, your cold storage, you know, maybe. Now, you could also have ENS names for those, but I'd recommend like a pseudonym that is not automatically connected to. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense, yeah. In terms of like expansions, do you guys see any opportunity with partnering with other naming services such as like, you know, on the Solana blockchain or like bridging in that sense? Good question, no, and here's why. One, we want to be forward compatible with DNS. So although we have .eth, um, we're not, we're, we don't have any plans to make additional suffixes. And part of that is that the DNS names, you know, we've integrated that, but the DNS namespace itself expands over time. Like even with yeah. suffixes, new suffixes can be created and added. 
And so if we like make a new suffix, well, then maybe it gets created on DNS in the future, and then that creates a problem, a conflict. And there's, I don't want to get too technical on this just because it's a rabbit trail, but .eth actually has no chance of ever being created on DNS because it's reserved um, already. It's not going to be created, but that's not true for a lot of other things. So we're not going to make create new TLDs. The other thing is that to have a naming system, you need a single source of truth. Mm -hmm. So you can't really have like, well, your naming system's on this chain, on this chain, on this chain, like now because you're going to have conflicts between them. You're not going to be able to keep them in sync. Right. Also, it's not necessary because we support all cryptocurrency addresses. So if you want to send Solana to, you know, yourproject.com, you can do that with ENS. So, yeah. And, and I would say, you know, we view ENS as the blockchain-like naming system. Right. And I would say our experience from DNS is that naming tends towards a single root precisely for the reasons I've said. And so, yeah, we think ENS is it. Got it, got it. Yeah, cool. we're the exclusive winners, and we're, ENS will be the blockchain naming system of the universe. As it should. As it yes, should. as it should, the one true naming system. Awesome. Yes. Cool, yeah, so... I'm completely um, serious. No, yeah, me too, don't worry. <laughs> but, so, like, if anyone wants to go on ENS and create their own, or, like, purchase their own domain, how, if they have any questions while doing that, where can they go, or, like, how can they ask... So our website is ens.domains, mm -hmm. and that has just a basic summary of what ENS is and how it works. You can click launch app there, or just go to app.ens.domains. That's our manager app. It's just a user interface that you can use to register either .eth name or to import in a DNS name. You can manage your record, set it up. Other people have UIs, so I think my Ether wallet has one. I think there's some other ones as well, although I recommend using our manager just because it has all the latest features. Got it. Got it. Cool. Yeah, that was great. And last question, as director of operations, how does your day-to-day -day work life look like? Like, what do you do on a day-to-day -day base? Yeah, well, I work from home okay. <laughs> in my house in South Carolina. I get up and I walk downstairs to my office. <laughs> and I, well, actually, no, I'm sorry. I should, I should be real about this. So I wake up and I grab my phone and I start looking at notifications on my phone. <laughs> it's like, you know, and it's, because crypto is global and it's all the time, it never stops. So if, even if I'm sleeping, other people are awake, or if I'm awake, they're sleeping. And so there's always messages going around asynchron asynchronously. So it's like, I got to go through all the email, the Twitter stuff, things on Discord, mm -hmm. on Keybase, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, then I go to my office and I just work there and I do video chats with people. Our whole team is remote. Okay. So like... I'm in South Carolina. The creator of VNS and lead developer of VNS, Nick Johnson, he's in New Zealand. We have another lady in New Zealand. Well, we have a lady in New Zealand. We have some people in Taiwan, the UK, awesome. a guy who was in Poland, although I think he just moved to Turkey. I mean, we work remotely, so it kind of doesn't matter where people yeah. live. And then I occasionally go to conferences when COVID allows it. Awesome. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, this was great. Thank you so much. Uh, it was great chatting with you. I think everyone has learned a lot here about ENS. The Blockchain Education Network, you guys are great. Thank you. This was another episode of Ben. Blockchain Education Network. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Also, keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at BlockchainEDU. And visit our YouTube channel for more valuable blockchain content.